When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Okay, so Quantum Leap, maybe I'm mixing it up with sliders. What was the one where it was like a group of people and one was like the professor, one was like the kid that invented the technology and they all got stuck through a wormhole and they kept went to parallel universes that were similar. And then they did get back towards the end of the series or like the last episode or during it app series. I, the gate was squeaky and then they went back and they actually were in their own correct timeline but the father had greased the gate so the gate didn't squeak. And so they thought, oh, again, we're not in the right time frame because, look, the gate's not squeaking and the gate was squeaking. And Am I making any sense? I don't think I'm making any sense. Yeah, both those shows were great. Okay, bye. Yeah, I don't know if you were making any sense either, but... I think she was making sense. I just don't know which shows she was talking about. It's but not it, Quantum Leap. Okay, but it did, so Crime Creeps... You need to help us out here. So I'm. He, she said it may be something called sliders, which I had heard of, but I'd never seen. I have not heard or seen more reaction to something that we've talked about than Quantum Leap. Like, yeah, people are all in. They're still talking about it. I love it. I know. They're talking about it on the uh, Crime Creep group, just in case people didn't realize. So it's on our social media, on Facebook. All you have to do is search Case Watch Crime Creeps. It's a private group. It's our, as we say little uh, social getaway from reality. We just discuss anything and everything except politics and nasty things because there's enough of that everywhere else yep. on the internet. So feel free to join us over there. We're also on the regular Facebook at Case Watch Podcast and Instagram as well. Twitter at Case Watch Pod. Text and voicemail line if you want to ask questions maybe about sliders that I don't know anything about. 603-212-4600. Also charity. We had a bunch of new five-star reviews on Amazon again. I saw that. Do you know what makes me the happiest is that? Because that's the one thing people can do to support this podcast and growing. Absolutely. So if you want to join that exclusive club, club of people, see, Jared, I'll even leave my little mess up in there Yay. just for you. Thank you, Mark. You want to join that exclusive club of people who like to throw out their little five-star reviews and leave funny comments, head on over to Apple Podcasts, search Case Watch True Crime Podcast, and leave that five-star review. Please do. So, Charity. Hey, Mark. Guys. I, oh, oh, sorry. Can oh, I, go ahead. Before, I have a couple things I'd like to say. Okay. First of all, in the studio right now, Mark has his laptop and his his actual computer. So I got like 18 cameras yeah. and GoPros and set up on my desk right now because I've been pulling footage. And I can only see one of his eyeballs. She sees the through the crack. So I'm like looking through, through the crack here. Also, I would like to boast about my co-host. Oh boy. Mark, would you like to tell the people an exciting thing coming up that you may, well, you are doing actually. 
Yeah, I'm uh, hosting the pre-race show for the Wheel and Mod Tour. Guys, you can watch him live or you said they're going to replay it. We'll be recording it. Yes. As well. So people that don't realize or maybe a lot of people do know that I'm involved in the racing industry and stuff like that. So like I finally getting my chance to kind of do a little something, something. This is a big deal, guys. So it's cool. I do a lot of that stuff for um, racing in New England. So if you see a lot of those produced videos or whatnot, that's boasting about the tracks up here. I've either made it or I've shot the footage for it. So, so guys or both. You never know. <laughs> support support Mark and watch if you can. I would appreciate it. Yes. So I decided I needed to pull a little extra weight this week after being trashed in the case watch crime creep group by my child <laughs> and my sister. <laughs> like telling me that I, I'm not pulling my own weight, basically. Um, also, because of those <laughs> talks, Charity has been receiving a ton of cases. <laughs> and I find it amazing and funny i find it funny so in my only defense yes charity does a lot of the extra stuff i do all the editing and i do all the behind yeah. the scenes stuff and but the I ads enjoy and it. stuff I like enjoy, that i enjoy researching the, the older cases you more are more excited about doing the new stuff reporting on the stuff that's going on right now so in my defense i also work seven days a week Charity works a lot too. Yeah. But I work weird hours. So I end up usually sleeping during the day or I'm in the studio like weird times. Like, all right. So tomorrow, for instance, is Monday. I will get to the studio at eight in the morning and I won't get home till two in the morning the next day. Yeah. And I have a job where in between customers, if I need to, I can, I bring my laptop with me and I can do some research. She's, ha don't say it like that. You're hamming it up with the crime creeps. I see you. I get well, notifications yeah, that you're talking with the crime creeps well, nonstop. I'm not going to ignore them if they reach out and say hi. That's rude. So with that all being said, I decided to do a little uh, triple D slash dumb criminals <gasps> slash just weirdness that I saw on the I'm internet. I'm so this week. excited. I do have one of them. So I'll, you know, tell me where you want me to put mine in because uh, one of the crime creeps. You can go after. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you when I'm done. Uh, okay. Mark's going to tell me when he's done. All right. Charity. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. All right. Let me set the scene for you. You are a criminal. Okay. I'm a criminal. You have an active warrant out for you. Okay. And you know that if you got pulled over and handed over your ID, with your name on it, you were going in the back of a cruiser. Okay, okay. The scene has been painted. All right, so what do you do in that case? I mean, I'd probably, like, not drive, maybe? Well, no, no. I mean, you're a criminal, so you're going to still oh, you're gonna go okay, out there and cause crime. Well, maybe I'd get a fake ID? Or just use a fake name? I don't know. A fake name that wouldn't match your ID? I mean, you don't have an ID, so let's go ahead. Oh, Ready? Oh, okay. A game warden in Texas stopped a pair of men fishing without a valid fishing license. One of the men didn't have his ID. The unidentified man, who without the ID, knew he had an active warrant for his arrest. In an effort to deceive law enforcement, decided to give the officer the name of his friend. Oh, that's... Don't give the name of your friend. Well, it did not work out in his favor because as it turns out... His friend also is a douchebag with active warrants. Oh, my God. So not only did he turn himself and he turned his friend in, too. Once this douchebag was booked into jail on worse charges that he was, that he was actually facing. Oh, my God. He had to, you know, the jig was up. But he had to say, listen, this is my real name. But now he also has the additional charge of lying to a police officer. Oh, you can't. I say this all the time. We cannot make these things up. What did the, what, I mean, I guess you're a criminal, so. Criminy's gonna criminy charity. <laughs> yes. All right. So as a man, I know there's many of other men out there who know there's nothing more than relaxing than jumping on your riding lawnmower. Yeah. I, I mean, charity knows what my lawn looks like. I don't really do it myself very often. So my, my yard's usually pretty overgrown. My girlfriend just boasted today that I put mulch down. She it's did. June. She was delighted to tell <laughs> Around me. Around two tree rings. <laughs> and, she, and her little hanging plant thing, too. Yeah, we got a hanging plant. So, you know, with, keep that in mind. Because there's nothing more than relaxing than jumping on that riding lower. Mower. Jeez. Yeah, maybe with like either a beer or a lemonade or fresh iced tea. And you just slowly do your yard work. Well, this is a nice northern New England one for you. 
Edison Moody, 44 years old, of Augusta, Maine, just wanted to mow his lawn in peace and quiet. Oh, no. Maybe take it for a relaxing ride down the road. Unfortunately for Edison, he was drunk. Oh, no. And it was February 2nd. Oh, no. Was yes, it in the people. snow? There is a picture online <laughs> of Mr. Edison sitting on the side of the road on said lawnmower with three foot tall snow banks on each side oh, of him. Oh, no. Why? Well, you know what? All right. I'm going to do the mark right now because now we're a little bit reversed because you're yes. doing it. Mark, maybe Mr. Edison, that's his name, right? Yep. Maybe he thought to himself. Edson, sorry. Edson. Oh, Edson. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe he thought to himself, I know I shouldn't get behind the wheel of a vehicle. So I'm going to get on my ride on lawnmower because I can see all sides. Right. So if a car comes by, I have no blind spots. And because I'm drunk, I'll be able to drive better. And may- oh, maybe he was out of beer. Charity case over there trying to make sense of this. <laughs> Police said people are occasionally arrested for operating under the influence on lawnmowers in Augusta. So it's this is like a common occurrence. It's a fairly thing. They said, but although this is the first time it's ever been happening in the middle of the wintertime. Okay, guys, if any of you live in Augusta, Maine, we need you to like pipe in on this and tell us if this is a common occurrence that you have seen. (laughs) Right. Police said it was unclear where Moody was heading during the winter conditions. But if I was a betting man, Charity, I would say it was probably to the liquor store. Yeah, I think he's going to the liquor store. Absolutely love that, that one. That was a good one. But, oh, guess what, though? What's we, that? We have Drizzly now. We do. So, yeah. Yeah. Guys. Stay off your riding lawnmower. Guys, do not get on your lawnmowers. Just just order from Drizzly. It might take like 45 minutes, but you'll be good. Right? Drizzly's amazing. I use it all the time because I'm super yep. lazy. Yep. I don't mind paying for those delivery apps when they're coming to me as like... Kristen gets mad, and I'll, and I'll say to her, I'm like, do you want to get up and go to the store? Because I don't. There's an ice cream place around the corner, you know, the 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 one with the, you know where it is if you're heading yes. towards the other town. Yes. That does the mini golf. So they have the amazing Sundays there, but when you order them through DoorDash, they're like $18 a piece. Oh, my God. And by the time you get the fees and the tips, like I pay 60 bucks for two Sundays. Oh, my God, Mark. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it, though. They're so good. I can't help myself. God. <laughs> Oh, Charity, I don't know about you, but there's one thing that I absolutely hate to see when I'm driving around, and it's those stupid speed trap trailers. You know, the ones that you drive by, mm-hmm. and they tell you your speed? Just drove by one on my way here. Yeah, there is one right down the road and from my house. it yelled at me. It was blinking. You're, go- you're going above the speed limit. Well, these two heroes, Gabriel Mendoza Garcia and Steve Jerome Spahn, must feel the same way as us. Because they were arrested for allegedly, I got my little fingers up, allegedly stealing said speed warning trailer that belongs to the sheriff's office. Sheriff Heath Taylor went on to say, it appears that they were trying to get to the batteries to sell because batteries, you know, are super, super expensive and bring in a high dollar now. Oh, my God. Both men have been charged with first first degree theft of property and first degree criminal mischief. Oh, I love that criminal mischief. Yeah. That sounds almost fun. Taylor says the suspects were tracked down through the trailers, you know, GPS. Oh, and let's not forget that these trailers are also equipped with a trailer, so they have a nice video of capturing the entire theft. Oh, my God. The sheriff charity went on to say, it just shows you we got crazy people running around here, he says. I absolutely love that. I love it, too. All right, guys, this one I'm going to need your comments on. Oh, boy. Because I'm not a criminal, but I have questions. Do you think I'll have questions? You're going to have questions. Okay. I think the sheriff's office had questions, too. Justin Savoy, who is 24 years old, pleaded guilty Friday to a a weapons charge after police in the town of Golden Meadow, who were arresting him late last year on a separate matter, discovered he had stashed his loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol, get this charity, in his buttocks. Oh, I think I've read this one, but I've heard of this one before. Police responded to, quote unquote, suspicious activity in a home. He was co-occupying with a female acquaintance, which is also quoted. So it really makes me wonder what's going on. Hmm. Well, they went on to take Savoy into custody. Cops said they discovered Savoy's possessed a handgun, marijuana and drug paraphernalia during an initial search. The uh, pistol charity was more than four inches long. 
and two and a half inches wide. Wait a minute. It was inside of his butthole? In his buttocks hole. Oh my God, it was loaded? I mean. What is, that? can you imagine if it went off? Right? Idiot. I mean, might have tickled his fancy a little bit. Uh, maybe, I guess. Savoy was sentenced to a five-year suspended printed sentence. He received three years probation and in order to serve 90 days in the parish jail. That's it? I know, right? Why charge somebody with that much if you're just going to let them go? I know. It's kind of like underwhelming. So you hear all that and you're like, oh, okay, they, they got him. He's, you know, got him off the street. Hopefully he comes off the drugs, blah, 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 blah. And then they, they just lessen it so much. I could see him now. Oh, my God, the cops are here. Quick, quick, shove it up my butt. Bends over and asks the lady friend to lube it up. (laughs) Oh my God. And slice it up his butthole. But they were fighting, so obviously she called. Oh. I I wonder if she was like, So wait. Check up the butthole. So hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm confused. So you think he inserted the gun into his own gluteus butthole? His gluteus maximus? Butthole. I mean,. There's been worse things out there, I guess. Clearly, that's not his first rodeo with something up his butt. No, I'm assuming not, because that probably went up there fairly smooth. That's a good size. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys, time for some weird news. Since I like to take over the segment, I like to do something a little different. Here. Okay. Now, I used to have this company as my insurance provider. So it makes me wonder if I should possibly get it. And I'm going to have to go ahead and say when we get to the end of this that it's not me. And I promise it's not me. Okay. Geico was ordered to pay a woman 5.2 million smackaroos. Wow. After she allegedly... Uh, transmitted hpv while having sex with a man in his car what yes wait a minute wait a minute so she went after the insurance company yeah because she had an injury she had an injury in a car how is that they must they must they totally changed the clause they had to now well see now charity i'm on the other side thinking maybe i can like start trying to round up some money oh my god and you're over there like taking geico side because geico Kind of had a hard time with this as well. That's crazy. This case has been in legal limbo as the insurance company fights the decision. But on last Tuesday, a panel of three judges with the Missouri Court of Appeals determined that the lower court was right. What? Dismissing Geico's motion to have the decision tossed out. And they can't even have a new hearing scheduled. What about taking responsibility for your own actions? Hey, Am I the judge of whose actions is whose? Yes. Press the button for a second. Do it. I can't. I don't have that screen up. All right. So here's what here's what I have to say. She that was not an accident. She decided herself that she was going to have sex with the said man. Correct. So that's not an accident. Okay. I'm still waiting for your your opinion that makes sense here. Why does that not make sense? It's almost $5.2 million. I'm well, a, all right, so all right, well, what can we let do? me finish. Let me finish on here. Already, The woman who court documents identify only as M.O. told Geico that she had sex with a man identified only as M.B. What? That's why I'm telling you it's not me. <laughs> and he's classy because get this. It was in his 2014 Hyundai Genesis. Yeah, baby. Nothing says a good time mm-hmm. like catching the HPV That's in right. a Honda Genesis. Yes. 
You know what would have been better? If, remember those old vans, those MPVs? Yeah. Hey, I caught the HPV and the MPV. <laughs> I can't believe he has your initials. MB, who was the insured party with Geico? Oh, boy. The uh, woman, are you sure this wasn't this you? Are you coming into a lot of money? You just don't want us to know? No, no, because she sued his insurance company. Oh, that's company. right. That's right. That's right. I'm debating, like, sending this chick a message do and being think, like, I'll take the HPV for half that 5.2. I'm going to do a twist. Okay. What if they're together and they're a couple and they plan Great this? Great plan. <sighs> I would 100% do that. I'd be shady, but just thought of it. The woman who was later diagnosed with the HPV virus... She alleges that the man knew he had the HPV and understood the risk of unprotected sex. I'm pretty sure the little gecko would be like, listen up, bitch. So didn't you. Exactly. You knew it. <laughs> I can see him now. I, that's the, those are the, some of the best commercials Totally. Ever. The only ones that are better than those for insurance are Mr. Mayhem. Yes. Love yeah. those. I love him. Now, this next one, guys, could one million percent be me. Uh-oh. One, I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> and this has just happened. All right. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat because I'm going to try not to laugh at this one. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. A rescue was prompted at the Mars M&M factory in Lancaster County after two people became yes. stuck yes. in a chocolate tank. Oh, my God. I read this and I thought of you immediately. That What does this say for me? <laughs> My boss texted me this one and said, this is totally you. I didn't fully read into it, so I'm excited to hear it. So go on. A Lancaster County 911 supervisor says that the first victim was extricated from the tank at 3.10 p.m. Victim. And the second was out at 3.25 p.m. After both of them fell into the tank. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 100% is. What's that little fat one they roll that turned into the bubble? Yeah. Victoria or Violet, Violet something maybe? Yeah. The condition of both victims is unknown at this time, as both were taken to local area hospitals. Authorities were called to help cut a hole in the tank to assist the rescue. Oh, my God. Do you know how much money? Have you seen these? I, I love the How It Works show. And they have, like, these these vats are huge. Wow. Unbelievable. OSHA is now investigating the incident, guys. So I mean, you would think. It is unclear if the tank was empty or contained chocolate at the time of the rescue. If that thing had chocolate and I'd be like, just wait like 20 more minutes. Just give me a little bit more time here. He would just be in it, eating it. I'd be like spooning that crap right in my mouth. (laughs) The plant is known for making a variety of products, including M&Ms and Dove chocolate and is located 12 miles south from Hershey's, Pennsylvania. Oh, they got to clean out the entire plant. So contaminated. Love me some M&M's and love me some Dove chocolate. So if it's either one of those chocolates, I am game. Dip me in there. That's an MB that I'll say was in that tank. (laughs) Except I'll be honest with you guys. The the likelihood of me falling in it would have been like slim to none. Me taking out somebody while I was diving into it to put that crap down my gullet would be 100%. I bet you you're doing a swan dive. (laughs) Right into that. Whoop, poof. That's All it. right, Charity, what's your triple D, girl? I got to hear yours okay. now. So this actually just came in yesterday or the day before, and it's from Katrina. What's up, Katrina? How you doing? How you doing? I can't do it as good as Joey. How you doing? I know. He does it so good. This is just a, this is a cute little feel-good one. I like feel-good yeah. ones. Three men are wanted for robbing a liquor store in Northwest Houston. These three geniuses, as you would say. I like that. Were caught on camera robbing the said liquor store. No disguises at all. In fact, you can see their faces pretty darn well. These men asked an employee about a bottle of liquor locked in a case. This bottle was worth $4,200, Mark. Wait, what? Yeah, $4,200. I don't get it. I really don't. the employee unlocked the case so that the men could see the bottle, one of them grabbed it and started to run. Another man grabbed another box of the same liquor, but dropped it after he realized there was no bottle in it. Here's a nice little twist. Oh, boy. Are you ready? I am. The $4,200 bottle of liquor was actually a decoy bottle worth nothing. I'm sure the real bottles are kept locked up somewhere secret. So these dumbasses are now wanted for robbing a store for nothing. Nothing except maybe a little jail time or some hefty fines. I wonder what they filled the bottle with. I don't know. I hope urine. <laughs> Could you imagine? Urine would be amazing. Urine. Yes. Do you think people hate when we mispronounce stuff like funnily on purpose? I don't know. It's just what we do. 
guys, I don't, think, I don't think we can stop it. Before we start recording, me and Charity have like a an epic session out in the living room of cracking each other up, and my yes. girlfriend just sits and rolls her eyes. Like she's like, "There's two of them." She's like completely not happy with her life There's decisions. Two of them. <laughs> How did that happen? Oh, and finally, she's like, "Don't you guys like maybe you yeah. should just go, like go record don't this? Don't you guys like need to record? It's probably time for you to record." Like. <laughs> Yeah, now go record. I'm like, okay, now we'll go. We'll and then go. we come in here and we're like, what are we going to talk about? We already, we already <laughs> wasted all our fun with we each other. Oh, there's always more fun to be had. All right. So speaking of fun to be had, what kind of debauchery do you have for us today? So we haven't done a female um, douchebag in a little bit. You're telling me. So this is a female douchebag and her name is Beverly Allett, I believe. If it's not, we'll hear about it. Allett, Allett. Allett. But she's a douchebag, you said, so we don't really care. Yes. So Beverly Allett was born on October 4th, 1968 in the village of Corby Glen, England. This was near the town of Grantham. Corby Glen was a small community of about 1,000 people. Almost all the families in this community were working class families. She was one of four siblings. She had two sisters and a brother. Her mother, Lillian, I love the name Lillian. It's just, I have a, a thought in my mind right now. Yeah. She she's a sweet old lady, white curly hair, mm-hmm. glasses, yeah. carries one of those long purses, always wears a skirt, nice yeah. little one of those little uh, what do they call those the blouses that like bloom out? Oh yeah, like that. That's what that's Lillian to me. She may wear a dicky under that blouse sometimes, yep. and she probably has a rain hat. One of those oh, clear I, rain I hats. I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue on. All right. Lillian was a cleaner for a local school, and her father Richard worked many different jobs. One of them was for a liquor store located near the family's home. Beverly seemed to seek attention at a very young age. She was constantly walking around with homemade bandages and casts covering fake wounds and fake breaks. When someone would ask about these said wounds or breaks, she was quick to come up with a detailed story of how the injuries occurred. As a child, she adamantly told her family that it was her dream to become a nurse. For this reason... Lillian and Richard looked past her odd behavior. They simply believed she was just practicing on herself, pretending to be a nurse. So I could see that, right? You have a little kid. You don't personally think it's for attention. You just think, oh my gosh, how cute is this, right? How cute is this? She wants to become a nurse. Like I used to cut my Barbie doll's hair. (laughs) I used to cut my sister's Barbie doll hairs. Yeah, my, my brother used to pop their heads off. It was very not nice. That's hilarious. But anyways... Um, so I used to cut their hair. So I get it. But I, I more would think maybe she'd like practice on a sibling and say, hey, can I wrap up your leg like a cast? I don't know. But she was doing it on herself. I get what you're saying because what you do for a living now. Correct. Yes. You were practicing on them. Yes. Wow. So maybe you're her, onto something. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Since Beverly was one of four children, her parents also thought that she was trying to get a little extra attention as well. So I could see that you kind of be four kids, work hard work and family. There's lots, probably some overlooking just because everyone's working and going to school and doing whatever. And she clearly felt like she needed some attention. Yeah, I grew up that way, too. There was five of us. So, like, I honestly, now that I'm a full grown adult, I honestly feel like you're an adult. So, I mean, physically, mentally. No. Okay, thank God. I almost feel like dinner time was like my dad's basically comedy central back then. There was like, we're going to buy enough food for four kids. And then we're going to let the five of them scrap it out to see who gets it. Oh, my God. We and it's still you've eaten with me out in public Mm -hmm. to this day. I will still eat my my crap as fast as I can, because seconds were on a first come first serve basis. And we would woof our food down as fast as we could. And people would get stabbed with a fork if it came down to like the last like pork chop or something. That's awesome. Like, and I had an older brother and he could eat faster than me and he usually ended up getting it. It stunk, man. So I get that. Yeah. You're always fighting for attention. Exactly. Or food. What? I get it. I, 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 I am a, a plump gentleman. I'm a plump gentleman. So like, obviously I'm not, uh, not getting my nutritional value, but <laughs> just carry on. This strange behavior of pretending to be hurt and wrapping herself in bandages and makeshift casts continued all the way through grade school. When it was time to move up in schools, the young girl took a test to try and get into Kestevin and Grantham Girls School. Unfortunately, she could not pass the test. Therefore, she was stuck going to Charles Reed Secondary Modern School. 
This was the school that the rest of her siblings went to as well. So she tried to do something to separate herself from the siblings. Oh, hi, I'm going to the girls' school. I got into the girls' school. She couldn't pass the test, and she just ended up right back with all four of them. See now, words of advice, people. This is why you don't try to do things. <laughs> this is like the advice I would give my kid. When people people would be like, you never know if you could do it if you try. I would, just, I would say, like, Aubrey, you're not going to do it anyway, so why bother? Oh, my God. I, that's a joke, people. That's it's a, a joke. joke. My kid, Aubrey, is super smart. Exactly. And she likes to make fun of me in oh, group yeah. chats. We love awesome. that. It kind of sounds like the Charles Reed Secondary School was more like a public school and the Kestevin and Garantham Girls School was more of a private school. Okay. You know, so like I said, couldn't get in. It sounds like to me, maybe she wanted to go to the private school to be different, first start, separate herself from her siblings, like I said. I get it. You know what I mean? So while she was at the secondary school, Beverly started to gain quite a bit of weight and her doctors labeled her as being overweight. I hear you, sister. I'm sure this caused her to be teased because, you know, kids can be really mean because of being heavy set. And for lack of a word, I hate that saying. Heavy, heavy set. All right. So as a guy who was heavy set growing up, I don't like that. I had to shop in what was known as the husky section. Yeah. I always loved the husky section. Little husky mark. They always had the, you know, the best of selection. Yeah, right. And we would shop. It's not around anymore, but it used to be Ames. So the little department store. People must know about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it was nationwide. But yeah. Like I would shop at the Ames in the Husky section. It was super, super fun. And then when I got older, I used to get the four stripe Adidas. Those were awesome too. Do you, do you want to hear what was awesome for me? Sure. Being a tall gal. Always walking in floods before they made pants <laughs> longs. Yeah. You were mm-hmm. just ahead of the uh, curb. You were in, what do they call them now? Capris? I used to get the, when the stirrups, the stirrup pants were out, do you know which ones I'm talking about? They'd come, they have the little thing that came under the foot. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the back of mine, behind my knee, was always straight down, stretched to the max. <laughs> I love it. My mother would be like on one side pulling them to try to make them long enough. I need pictures. I digress. I'm sorry. I don't know why I just went on that rant. <laughs> Anyways, because of being heavy set and for a lack of word, kind of weird, she really didn't have any friends as much as she might have tried to make them. That's actually really sad. Everyone deserves friends, yes. especially, you know, someone who's already kind of awkward. It just makes me sad. Instead of being sad because she lacked friends and still craved more and more, she still craved more and more attention. Beverly decided it would be to her advantage to become aggressive with other children. So she's taking the high road. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to be my friend. I'm like, kick your behind. I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, exactly. In fact, she was now known for her behavior and I'm sure this just pushed other kids away more. She was seen as an outcast, the weird kid that always got in trouble. All right, question. Yeah. You have to be one of these two people. Weird kid or smelly kid? Oh, sometimes you're both. And that makes me really sad. No, but you have to pick. Oh, I do? Weird or smelly? You want to be the weird person or the smelly Oh, I want to be the weird kid. I embrace weird. I love weird. The weirder, the better. All right. I'm with you, too. Nobody wants to be the smelly kid. No, I love being weird. Do you think the smelly kid knows he's a smelly kid? Probably not. Man. I don't think so. Not when they're that age, you know? Because I had some smelly friends. Let me tell you, I remember being in middle school and the boys, the nurse would come in and give the boys the deodorant talk because for some reason the boys always smelled. I got to tell you without mentioning names, but uh, my girlfriend's kid, when that door gets open sometimes, you smell teenage boy and it's like. He's right at that age, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. And then I find the sea of half drinking water bottles. Oh, yeah. That's that's. I want to launch those things across the room. In every teenager's room. Is that in every one? Yeah, I think so. I thought it was just this one. No, I think it's across the board. That's yeah. good to Guys, know. Guys, pipe in and let us know. Yeah. Do, does your <laughs> smelly teenagers leave half drinking water bottles everywhere and then go to the fridge and then drink the rest of the water and then also don't tell you said water is now gone until they're drinking the last one? Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's the best. You should know, Mark. You should keep inventory all the time. I know. It's like, Mom, uh, I'm out of my snacks that only I eat. <laughs> I have school tomorrow. That's the best. All right, cool. So maybe when you have five left, tell me. Exactly. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyways, I'm going to have the same talk with you next week when I run out. <laughs> that's awesome. It's so good because yeah. Charity has all boys too. So yep. So true. <laughs> I'm sure she received the much-needed attention she was craving, 
but for behaving badly. So people do that. They they I lash out. They get the for attention. They behave badly because this. They, a lot of times, unfortunately, the bad kids get more attention. That's than way the good more kids. common than people really think. It is. Beverly's parents were under the impression that she had stopped bandaging and casting herself and making up different reasons for her injuries. This wasn't the case, though. She would tell lies to other students and faculty as school at school, excuse me, stories about falling off a horse or even getting into a car accident. I find huh. this very interesting that she this did is. this at the same school her siblings went to. And they're all fine. Wouldn't they be able to tell everyone of the if the injury was, stories were real or fake? Maybe they just knew this one was weird and didn't want any part of it. Well, this must have been what happened because all these stories did was now label her, label Beverly a liar. So her siblings, they, they, I'm sure kids asked her siblings, like, did she really get in a car accident? Like, did she really fall off a horse? And they were probably like thrown off guard. Like, uh, no, not that I know of. Like, not whatsoever. Right? Despite not being well liked by her peers, she was able to find herself a boyfriend. So that's interesting. There's hope out there for everyone. Kevin was his name, and while she was with him, she would describe horrible abuses she was receiving at home. There, of course, was no abuse going on. She also told Kevin that she was suffering from lung disease and had a diseased appendix that would likely have to be removed before it caused irreversible damage. Hmm. She's got a lot of stuff going on. She does. She's a busy girl. Kevin must have been a little taken back by all this young girl was going through, so did a little investigating and found out none of Beverly's claims were true. Kevin later said that she was violent towards him. The last straw was when she claimed he raped her and got her pregnant. This, of course, was untrue, and he broke up with her. And I do not blame him. He must have thought that he was dealing with a girl who had major mental problems. What do you think clued him in on that one? But seriously, though, having no friends, you would have thought that she would have been so happy to have a boyfriend like her enough to become or stay her boyfriend. She just couldn't stop herself from lying, though. I love it. It makes no sense. Beverly had told many people about her appendix, but no one believed her. She knew she needed to do something drastic to make them believe. She somehow was able to convince doctors that her appendix needed to come out. I don't understand this. <laughs> like, how did she do that? She's a uh, sounds special. Did she somehow research the signs and symptoms of the appendix needing to come out? You right? actually might be onto something. Yeah, she there. must have been convincing enough. But it's hard to believe a doctor would perform surgery on someone if they didn't really think it was needed, especially a teenager. This is odd. Oh, you have no idea. This is this gets your eyes just crossed and you're excited. <laughs> they really did just cross them. That, that, that just freaked me out. I put my <laughs> laptop screen back up. <laughs> Beverly was so excited to head back to school and show off her new scar, proving to everyone that she wasn't a liar after all. Mark. Listen up, bitches. Here's my scar. Hey, bitches. Come look at my big scar. No one at school cared to hear about her surgery, let alone see her scar. And this made her very upset. She was very upset about that. I mean, she just had major surgery, Mark, and no one even cared. Not at all. On her non-diseased appendix. I mean, come on now. Again, constantly searching for attention and none given. I mean, you really can't blame, blame any of them after listening to lie after lie, along with her aggressive behavior. She's lucky she still was able to attend school, in my opinion. I would have thrown her butt right out. In an attempt to get the attention she thought she deserved... Beverly thought it would be a good idea to start scratching at her healing scar in hopes to get herself a nice infection. Oh, my freaking God. Yeah. She got what she wanted in an infection brood. This led to many real complications in real medicine. She joyously reported all of this to the other kids at school. Again, why didn't any adults step in? There had to be teachers witnessing her behaviors. At this point in her teenage life, Beverly became very skilled in the art of creating fake medical problems and got attention from real doctors. She learned not to stay with the same doctor for too long and to use different pharmacies for different medications she was prescribed. Again, she is a teenager, right? Wouldn't right. her parents have to take her to the doctor's appointments? And this pharmacies? is why I'm kind of confused over here. A lot of thought goes into this. I don't get it. It's weird. This weird is an understatement. Like your parents of the year. have to sign off on stuff. Where's she getting the money to get this stuff? Unless she, the family was so, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. The family was so busy with the four kids, both parents working. She went to the doctor's appointments by herself and her parents just trusted her enough that she wouldn't 
take a medication. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But wouldn't like that's that's I don't know. That's that's my thing. Wouldn't they question why she was sick all the time? Or maybe they didn't know. Do you think they didn't know? Maybe she signed I mean, off on stuff. If she had surgery. They're gonna know. She has that's a big true. infection. They're gonna know. Right. I mean, come on now. Do they just really not care that much? Well, and then the other the other three children. Wouldn't they right. question stuff? There should be a lot. Of, I, I'm going to be super mad when I find out what ends up happening in this case, guaranteed. Yeah, this one's bad. I mean, they all are. I don't know why I even just say that because. I know, Jerry's ready. Like, Flash forward to next week. This one's really bad, Mark. Really? I'm like, as opposed to the two bad ones we did the week before and uh-huh. the two bad ones before that. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> Looking back, it looks like Beverly was suffering from Munchausen's syndrome, even from a very young age. Here is what WebMD has to say. Munchausen's syndrome is a fictitious disorder. Fictitious disorders are conditions in which a person deliberately and consciously acts as if they have a physical or mental illness when they're not really sick. Factitious disorder by proxy is when a person acts as if a person in their care has illness when they don't. Munchausen's syndrome is considered a mental illness because it is associated with severe emotional difficulties. Munchausen syndrome, named for Baron von Munchausen, an 18th century German officer who was known for embellishing the stories of his life and experiences, is the most severe type of fictitious disorder. Most of the symptoms of Munchausen's syndrome are related to physical illness. WebMD never disappoints. They really don't. I actually think I know somebody who had this. So your daughter, Aubrey, has sent me a case about Munchausen. I already know the one she said you me she too. sent me this one and about I'm very, 20 times. Very well read on this, but I have researched, I've watched. I've, She's like, I want this case more than anything yeah, in the whole world. Yeah, that's not the one I'm doing next, but I promise Aubrey I will do that one because that interests me very much as well. Beverly was finished with her high school education when she was 16 years old. She began to work as a babysitter to make some money. Now, I, Mark, personally know where this story is headed. And the fact that she babysat for children and babies is downright scary. Now you have me really wondering. Like, really, really scary. It's scary even with what we know up to this point. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. She's not stable. Still wanting to be a nurse, the disturbed young woman decided to take a pre-nursing program at a nearby college. I'm thinking she had to have certain courses already completed before nursing school would take her on. It was noticed during her time in this program, Beverly preferred the company of other female students over male students. So, you know, just another something to make her a little different. Not always a good thing during this time. Nope. Nothing wrong with it now. God, no. Well, nothing wrong with it back then, but... Nope. I mean, I'm saying in the the grand scheme of how people look at worlds. I agree. This course took about a year to complete, and Beverly was able to pass it. Proud of herself, I'm sure, she went right back to babysitting to make some more money, it was also during this time she would meet a man friend. Ooh. This man was a road repairman. They started dating and quickly got engaged. Things seemed great from the outside in, but there was definitely trouble in paradise. Usually is. Beverly refused to show her fiancé any ounce of affection. No snuggling, no hand-holding, no kissing, basically no touching, and absolutely no sex. This- Already? Yeah. Despite this being a loveless relationship, the pair stayed together. Who knows, maybe this was a relationship of convenience for both of them. Sounds like it must be. But it was described as an unhappy relationship. Beverly concentrated on her dream instead of her man. And in 1988, at the age of 20, she began her nursing training. She got a job at a care home. It sounds like it's a nur- like what we call a nursing home. Yep. Residents that live there likely couldn't take care of themselves and needed medical care. Since Beverly and her fiance didn't care for each other, she thought it would be a great idea to move into the care home and live there. So this is where she was getting her training to get certified as a nurse. So I guess it was not, it wasn't uncommon for some nurses to live there like you would at a nursing school. Yeah, like a nursing school. school. What better way to learn your new job, right? Absolutely. Jump in head first. I think that's what you should do. Move into the haunted studio full time for a while. That's not happening. Come on. Nope. Mark, you need to like, you need to embrace. No. So like no? usually the last session I had of the day I have in there or whatever I'm doing, I'm like, oh, just hold on. I'll walk out with you. I'll walk you out. So I'll you walk see, you out. Mark's like, I'll Give w- me five minutes to grab all Mark, my shoes. So Mark, Mark will do his photos on a, a lovely lady. And then we'll say to them, I don't want you walking out by yourself because it's not safe, even though it's because Mark's afraid the ghost's going to 
attack him once she leaves. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's Charity awesome. knows me way too well. So good. While Beverly worked in the care home and was learning to become a nurse, many of the actual nurses working there noticed strange, suspicious behavior. Many employees would have personal items stolen, and this only happened during Beverly's shifts. I hate thieves. Mm-hmm. I can deal with a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with thieves. That's not the only thing that was happening, though. Also, during this unstable woman's shifts, the emergency button would be pressed frequently, even though there would be no emergency. Odd. Yeah, so this button would be pressed, alerting an emergency where extra staff needed to be present. When the staff arrived, it would be obviously there was it would be obvious there was no emergency going on at all. Sounds like she was toying with them. The strange behaviors got worse when one of the nurses found feces smeared all over a wall. Ew. Other nurses found feces wrapped in a newspaper and put in the oven. Gross. Hmm. All caps. That's disgusting. Don't do that. Makes me wonder sometimes what goes through people's minds. Like, who, who even thinks of that? Well, now I'm thinking of it because I don't know what it smells like. Ew. It, it probably smells horrible. You're cooking feces. All right. Ew. I'll have to check it out. Oh. <sighs> And these things never happened before Beverly started working there. When Beverly was asked about the poop incidents, she simply blamed it on the residents. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Jack in room two. Yeah, we know that Jack. He took his diaper off and he smeared it. Oh, so gross. <laughs> Back then, they didn't have cameras all over the place or cell phones like we do now. So the other employees couldn't get physical evidence that Beverly was the one doing these things. Even though, as I said before, these things never happened before she was employed there. Beverly was never called out for any of these behaviors. The other employees felt bad for her because they believed she didn't have a good home life with her fiance. I don't really care. Fian- you put feces in the oven. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Beverly told staff members that her fiancé would beat her and rape her. After all, why would she leave her home and move into her workplace if these things weren't really going on? I know, like 100%. The actual truth, though, was that Beverly was not just verbally abusing her fiancé. She was also physically abusing him. He must have been delighted when she moved out. He was probably like, yeah, that's an excellent idea you should definitely move in there you know you'll you can be learning 24 7 i will 100 change the locks uh, the second yeah. you leave i support you i will drive you there and i will drop your ass off good riddance bye now in 1990 beverly was still working at the care home but she and her fiance were no longer together i'm Aww. so happy for him <laughs> it sounds like he dodged the biggest bullet i can't wait to find out seriously To say this woman called out of work a lot is an understatement. She was supposedly hurt. She has was supposedly hurt herself at work over 50 times and seemed as if she was always out of work for one illness or another. So she would like get hurt at work and then would have to be out because it was like a work injury. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know me, like I get hurt at work. I have a very demanding job. Yeah. Like I sliced my finger almost off and I duct taped that thing right back on. Oh, you! I get the super glue all the time. Oh, you know how many times I've needed stitches? Oh my stitches? God, I never even thought oh, of that. Oh yeah, that thing gets slapped right down, band-aid goes on, then the super glue the next day. It's yeah. not good. Just suck it up. Just carry on. <laughs> yeah. I'll say to my kids sometimes, like, are you, I mean, just suck it up. Yeah. This goes to the uh, the conversation we were having off the air earlier when Kristen was telling you the thing that drives her the most nuts that I say to her. I'm like, just take a deep breath. You're fine. Yeah, people don't like that when they're upset. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Yeah, no. Put a smile on your face. That's when you get, That's when you might get smacked in the face. She looks at me like she wants to murder me and be an episode of With Case Watch. complete disdain. <laughs> She's like, I hate you. But she doesn't. She loves you. <laughs> so it sounds like she is still carrying on with the same antics as always. Even with being out of work all this time, Beverly was able to get it together and pass her exams in December. I find this odd. She must be super smart, I'm assuming, because she graduated early. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Or just knew how to work the system. Maybe Very they're like, true. You you ma'am are graduated. Or like we want <laughs> We you want no out. more feces on our walls. <laughs> like you're done. Goodbye. Uh, bye bye. She was so excited to start working as a registered nurse. She was able to get an interview at a hospital named Grantham Hospital. This was an opportunity of a lifetime for her. So this is like her dream hospital. 
like of all the hospitals, this would be like probably in our area if you could get a job in Boston at one of the big, big Boston hospitals. She's probably like, this has got a lot of wall space for me to wipe feces on. Yeah, she could. She could Look s- at those industrial ovens. She could sweep her feces over everything in one of oh. these hospitals. To say that Beverly showed up to the interview unkempt is an understatement. She looked messy, greasy, and unwashed. Interviewers were less than impressed. And when they questioned her about her horrible attendance at the care home, she couldn't answer for it. It was made clear to her that her bad attendance was ultimately the reason she would, be, would not be hired. Grantham Hospital expected their nurses to show up and work. This is a good place to end the episode. Things are going to escalate and get very interesting. Uh, at least we won't have to wait a full weekend. You're killing me, Smalls. I know. Sorry. Part one of two, guys. Mm-hmm. Visit our website for links to all of our merch and stickers. Plus, you can join the exclusive Crime Creep Club by clicking the Buy Us a Coffee tab. All that and more, www.casewatchpodcast.com. Hey, Mark, when I listened back to the last episode and you sang .com, that was actually really impressive. You held that note for quite some time. .com. Wow. We just lost 10 subscribers right there. (laughs) Or gained them. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.